Do you ever wonder why God calls parents to discipline children when it is such an unpleasant experience for everyone involved? Are you on the fence about whether you should discipline your kids at all? Well, then we're glad you're joining us for today's episode. I'm your host, Katie Morgan. Welcome to Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. Ginger is the best-selling author of Don't Make Me Count to Three, Wise Words for Moms, and I Can't Believe You Just Said That. She speaks at women's events, parenting conferences, and homeschool conventions across the country. You can check out her parenting resources and find out when she's speaking in or near your area at gingerhubbard.com. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to help support our ministry, a great way you can do that is by purchasing Ginger's resources directly from her website instead of other online retailers. And stay tuned until the end of this episode to receive a discount code on your purchase at gingerhubbard.com. Thank you so much for your support, listeners. This enables us to further our mission to help parents reach the hearts of their children for the glory of God. Do your kids just love getting mail? Do you go to the mailbox with them and sift through the mountain of paper like coupon for mold removal? Yeah, don't need that, hopefully. Electric bill, ouch. Bathing suit magazine you didn't request, um, no thank you. But what if your kids went to the mailbox with you to find an engaging current events magazine just for them, presented from a biblical worldview? God's World News is just that and so much more. They offer bi-monthly print magazines and corresponding online content that will walk your kids through current events in age-appropriate ways, from toddlers all the way to teens. Just go to gwnews.com slash ginger to get a free copy of God's World News. Again, that's gwnews.com slash ginger to help your kids build their news literacy so they can better live out the gospel. Well, hey, Ginger, I am so excited about today's topic because most of the questions we get from listeners are in regards to biblical discipline. Mm -hmm. And I know you feel like we've covered discipline in so many of our episodes. So that is why I want to read this encouraging request we received from one of our listeners. Nicole in Texas writes this. Recently on your podcast, you mentioned that you are receiving lots of emails for topics you've already covered and you don't want to be repetitive. So you don't plan to do the same topics you've already done. As a busy mom who gets so much out of your podcast, I wanted to send some encouragement. If you're getting lots of emails about a topic, please address the topic again or even re-air the old episode. I say this because as a busy mom, I have my podcasts set to auto-download. Whatever plays is what I listen to. I seldom have time to go back and search through old episodes. I don't believe I've mastered any part of parenting, and any advice you give, even if I've heard it before, will likely be a great reminder to tighten up in an area I've gotten lax in or didn't need the last time I heard that podcast, but realize I need it now. I've read your book, and when you bring up topics on the show you address in the book, it reminds me of things I haven't yet fixed, mastered, or addressed, and I'm likely picking up your book again next month to reread it for the second time in six months, just because I can only focus on small changes at a time. That's a really good point. And there is so much good that I can take from what you're teaching. She says, my husband and I have gained so much from your book. He recommends it to other couples as much as I do and your podcast. And we are so thankful you've shared the knowledge and wisdom you have shared with us. Thank you. Well, Ginger, as you know, this is the same thing I've been telling you for a couple of years. Uh, as parents who are sometimes frustrated and exhausted with the day in and day out of biblical discipline, we need to be reminded and encouraged with the same truths from God's word over and over again. 
Well, Katie and Nicole, I guess I just feel like if I said something two years ago, y'all should remember it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Even though at 54, I sometimes can't remember what I said two weeks ago. Exactly. But I do remember I was something that I was studying in scripture two days ago. So let me share that before I forget. (laughs) I think I mentioned a few episodes ago that I've been studying the book of Genesis with some friends. Uh, We've been going through Nancy Guthrie's Bible study called The Promised One, which is excellent. And one thing I've recently noticed as a common theme throughout scripture is in regards to why God disciplines his children. Over and over, from Genesis all the way to Revelation, we find that God's judgment and consequences lead to wisdom and protection. Take the Babylonians, for example. God gave instructions to Noah and his three sons to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. God wanted Noah and all of his descendants to spread out and to rule over all the earth as his ambassadors for his glory but they rebelled. They chose to settle in one place as one people. And rather than using their abilities and talents to build God's kingdom and exalt his name, they built their own city and constructed the Tower of Babel to make a name for themselves. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 4, they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches the heavens so that we can make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. In other words, let's do things our way for our purpose, for our glory. They deliberately disobeyed God, and as a consequence, God confused their language. He didn't discipline his children to get revenge or because he took satisfaction or joy in seeing them suffer. He didn't do it to get back at them for their disobedience. He did it for their own good to protect them from themselves. The people had become so secure and prideful in their own abilities. When God confused the language, it stripped them of being self-reliant and self-sufficient. Their inability to communicate limited their progress. If they couldn't understand each other, they could no longer work together to use their intelligence to further their own kingdom. By limiting their progress, God was limiting the damage. The purpose of God's discipline was to lead his children back to his will on a path of wisdom and protection. So God's why for disciplining his children is clearly rooted in love. And just as our Heavenly Father disciplines His children because He loves them, He calls parents to discipline their children with the same motive. Of course, our primary goal in everything we do is to point our children to their need for Jesus. But in addition to that ultimate goal, we desire to lead them down a path of wisdom and protection, just as God did for His children throughout Scripture, and just as He continues to do today. Proverbs 29.15 explains that discipline brings wisdom to children. That verse says, the rod of correction imparts wisdom, but a child left to himself disgraces his mother. Mm. Our children are born with a sin nature that drives them to disobey. David confirmed this in Psalm 51, 5, when he said, surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Because of our children's sin nature, their desire is the same as all the sinners before them, going all the way back to the people in Genesis. It's to establish and rule their own kingdom. When little Colin pulls all the pots and pans out of the kitchen cabinet after mom told him not to, what he's saying is, no, I will not obey your instructions. This is my kingdom, and I'll have my way in ruling it. When little Emily throws herself on the floor and starts kicking and screaming after Tad tells her that she can't have that third scoop of ice cream, what she's saying is, I will not submit to your authority. I'm my own ruler, and I demand my own way. Okay, Ginger. You know, I can't go an entire episode about discipline without mentioning (laughs) that there is this movement in parenting, sadly, even in Christian parenting, 
where we are told that the kind of discipline described in the Bible isn't kind or loving enough. And what I want to ask our listeners who might be tempted to believe that is this, are you more loving and kind than God himself? Mm. Because God's firm discipline and his grace are not mutually exclusive. So as you told us, Ginger, God shows his grace through his discipline, not in the absence of it. Without God's discipline, we are completely left to our own devices. And we've seen time and time again throughout the Bible what happens when he hands people over to their own sinful desires. That is a sure sign of his judgment. Mm. And I do feel like so many of these parents who go this route of, um, I might say, unbiblical parenting are allowing their children to build their own little towers of Babel. Mm -hmm. And they are in control and they are making their own way absent of God's protection over them. And parents are endorsing it, encouraging it. Mm -hmm. And I just beg parents to really read what God's word has to say about how we are to instruct and discipline our kids. Mm -hmm. Yes. Have you ever been at a total loss for how to explain to your kids some of the really hard things they've seen in our culture or in the news? Sometimes I resort to distraction, like, hey, who wants ice cream? (laughs) Because I'm just not sure how to rightly respond. This is why I'm so excited about a new podcast that is stepping in to meet that need. The podcast is called Concurrently. And each episode is full of practical help so that we can teach our kids how to develop news literacy and biblical discernment. To find out more, visit concurrentlypodcast.com and you can listen to new episodes of Concurrently every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. So Ginger, you said that the Bible explains how discipline brings wisdom to children. What else does the Bible reveal about discipline? The Bible reveals how discipline brings protection to children. When God administered consequences for the Babylonians' disobedience, He was saving them from a path of destruction. He was saving them from themselves. His consequence was an act of mercy. Through discipline, God put them in a vulnerable position, which in turn caused them to turn back to Him. Our motive for disciplining our children should be the same. When we view biblical discipline for what it really is, we'll see it as an act of mercy meant to deter our children from pursuing independence from God. Biblical discipline is meant to lovingly steer our children away from danger, away from their own selfish desires, and lead them into a submissive relationship with Jesus, who loves them even more than we do. God commands parents to discipline their children because he knows what's best. We can rest assured that all things, including God's commands and acts of discipline, are for the good of those he loves and and who are called according to his purpose. That's Romans 8, 28. There is peace, joy, and blessing when we choose to obey the commands of God. Blessings for us and our children. We're told in Hebrews 12, verse 6, that the Lord disciplines those he loves. And he says that parents who love their children will do the same. Proverbs mm-hmm. 13, 24 says, whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. Parents, it doesn't get any clearer than that. But I do want to acknowledge that what's plain and simple isn't always easy. That is exactly right. And Ginger, the key word in that verse, as we have said many times before on this podcast, is careful. I think so many people reject God's instructions for parents with regards to discipline because they have this picture of what the rod 
indicates in their own minds. Maybe they had a horrible experience at the hands of their own parents, and that is what they imagine when they read those verses. But that is not what the Bible tells us discipline should be. We don't reject what God's word prescribes simply because sinful men have abused it, Mm -hmm. men and women, I should say. Mm -hmm. But biblical discipline is measured, careful, and done without anger. And that is possible to do, parents. Um, And when it's consistently done that way, more often than not, in our experience, it does bring about restoration and an obvious humbling on the part of the child. And that's what we're aiming for when our child sins, not to break their spirit, which is what a lot of people are trying to avoid in avoiding discipline, but we're trying to break their sinful rebellion. Mm -hmm. And that's absolutely what we want to break. Mm -hmm. So just to recap, God calls parents to love their children by administering biblical discipline when necessary for their own good. It brings them wisdom and protection. So Ginger, what are some other reasons why God calls parents to discipline their children? Biblical discipline is also for the emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being of our children. Okay, that's interesting. So let's start with the, so you said emotional, physical, and spiritual. Let's start with the emotional well-being. Okay, Ephesians 6, 4 makes it clear that when parents fail to obey God's commands, their children will be exasperated. That verse says, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Okay, so what are some of the symptoms of a child who has clearly been exasperated by their parents. Well, I actually looked up synonyms for the word exasperated and found them to be accurate descriptions of kids who lack discipline. They're Mm. frustrated, infuriated, annoyed, irritated, enraged, and embittered all negative emotions. The problem is that children with little to no discipline lack self-control and tend to be slaves to their emotions. When they want something mom says they can't have, they cry, whine, or pout. When dad tells them they can't do something they want to do, they scream, throw tantrums, or sulk. All negative behaviors that stem from unhealthy emotions. A secure, confident, and emotionally healthy child is a child who knows his boundaries and is consistently and lovingly disciplined when he oversteps them. Oh, this is so true, Ginger. And consistency and discipline does prevent exasperation because our inaction can be as damaging to our children as our actions can. And I think that's what we're trying to get across with lack of discipline. That's what exasperates our children. Mm -hmm. But I also had a situation recently with one of my children where I was trying to discipline correctly, but when this child didn't respond in the way that I had hoped, you know, as in, thank you so much, mother, for your loving rebuke. Um, (laughs) I said something sarcastic, and I don't remember exactly what I said, but I said something like, well, how about we just do whatever you want to do then? We just all bow to your whim. (laughs) I think I said something (laughs) like that. Uh, It was definitely one of my more mature parenting moments. And it was really sad because I saw this wave of anger come over my child in that moment. It was like nothing I had seen before in this child, and it actually frightened me. Um, Not for my safety or anything, but it frightened me that I had provoked this child to the point that we were about to experience some physical manifestation of it. And thankfully, the Lord prompted me to intervene, to immediately acknowledge my sinfulness and ask for forgiveness. And I knew that this child was on the verge of sinful behavior, but I knew that I had provoked it with my own sinful sarcasm. So in addition to our inconsistent or confusing discipline, we can also provoke our kids with our own emotional responses, which let me just tell you, does not help 
the situation. <laughs> and it certainly doesn't promote a healthy emotional response in them as well. Mm. Okay, on to the next. Ginger, how does biblical discipline help with a child's physical well-being? Well, discipline encourages obedience, and obedience brings physical safety. Think about the child who's about to climb on a heavy, freestanding bookcase, or the child who's about to cross a busy street, or back into an uncovered manhole, or the child who's about to put something poisonous in their mouth, or run with something sharp in their hands. Those are dangerous situations that can lead to physical harm for a child that isn't taught to obey. In those cases, even delayed obedience could bring physical harm. Children who are consistently disciplined for disobedience learn to obey, which can save them from physical danger. And that's true for young kids as we teach them those sort of safety things, but also for older kids, even into adulthood. Because if we take this further into their future, there is plenty of physical harm that can come to adults who fail to obey God's word. I am... I was reminded when you were saying that of the first nine chapters of Proverbs, where we see this father pleading with his son to pursue the way of wisdom and to avoid the way of folly because of the physical consequences that can come as a result. Chapter seven, man, I find that chapter especially hard to read as we hear about this forbidden woman and how she entices the simple man who lacks sense. Chapter seven, verses 22 to 23 say this, all at once he follows her as an ox goes to the slaughter, or as a stag is caught fast till an arrow pierces its liver, as a bird rushes into a snare, he does not know that it will cost him his life. Mm. So this probably seems like an extreme example, but this is one reason why the Bible tells us to bring our children up in the fear and instruction of the Lord, so that when they're old, they won't find themselves ensnared by the schemes of the devil. How is the foolish man in Proverbs led astray? by a woman with persuasive words who entices him with physical pleasures. I mean, does that not sound like every single voice they will hear in our world Mm, today? I can't understand why Christian parents would choose to reject the instructions that God has laid out for us in his word as it relates to discipline and put their children in a world of physical, emotional, and spiritual danger. Mm. Okay, so we've talked about the emotional and physical side of it. Ginger, let's talk about how biblical discipline helps with a child's spiritual well-being. Parents who refuse to discipline their children are doing their children a spiritual injustice. We're told in Proverbs chapter 23, verses 13 and 14, that to not discipline puts their very souls at risk. Those verses say, do not withhold discipline from a child. If you punish him with a rod, he will not die. Punish him with a rod and save his soul from death. Mm. Now, just to clarify, this does not mean that the more you discipline, the more likely it is that your child will go to heaven. Your child's salvation is a matter that can only be settled between them and God. But what discipline does do is it helps bring them to compliance. And like you just mentioned a few minutes ago uh, with your kid, Katie, it brings them to a point where they are more ready to receive the word of God. Mm. It humbles their hearts. There are usually, I guess I should say Right, that. right. <laughs> These are just a few of the many reasons why God has called parents to discipline their children. Now, granted, discipline is not pleasant. I don't know of any loving parent who enjoys seeing their children suffer consequences, which makes it tempting for us to avoid discipline. It makes it tempting for us to make excuses for their sinful behaviors and let things slide that we shouldn't. But when we do that, we're choosing temporal comfort over eternal blessing. 
Thankfully, we serve a God who knows us so well. He knows every thought and every feeling we have. So he knows how hard disciplining our children is for us, which is why he gave us Hebrews 12, 11, to show that he understands why we want to avoid disciplining our kids. But that verse also explains why it's important for us to embrace his plan over our displeasure. That verse says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. So when we're tempted to take the easy road and ignore our children's need for correction, when we're tempted to make excuses so that we and our children don't have to suffer the unpleasantries of biblical discipline, or when we're tempted to throw in the towel because we aren't seeing the immediate results we want, we press on. We do all that God has called us to do for the emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being of our children. Now is the part of our show where we give a quick tip for parents. Today's quick tip is courtesy of Kristen in Georgia. G-E-O-R-G-I-A. I I feel like every time somebody from Georgia (laughs) writes in, I have to sing the UGA fight song, but she's probably a Georgia Tech fan and hates me right now. But anyway, here's what Kristen writes. Whenever we go out of town, I always have a medical bag for whatever ailments my kids might get while away. I began putting my medical things in a hanging toiletry bag, and it's super easy to see and access all the medications or first aid items I need. Side note, I usually store it rolled up and out of reach. I don't usually hang it up. It's just convenient to see it all quickly when needed. I love this idea, and I had a flat hanging jewelry organizer that I used on our travel trailer for our first aid items because we had such a minimal space to put it in. But I have to admit, it was harder to fit some of the bottles of medications and everything had to go sideways. So I like Kristen's idea better. I'm, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Very clever. If you have a quick tip for our show, we would love to hear from you. It can be any random tip about cooking, housekeeping, something you do with your kids, ideas for fun date nights with your spouse, anything at all. We would love to share your ideas on the podcast. Just go to gingerhubbard.com slash quick tips to submit those. Well, Ginger, I think we've given lots of biblical encouragement regarding why God calls parents to discipline their children. And listeners, if this episode struck a chord and you'd like to go even further in depth regarding a parent's call to discipline, go back and listen to episode number 89. That one's called Why Discipline? And um, I also know we have lots of questions from our listeners regarding the when and how to discipline, because we get tons of those questions, don't we? We do, which is why we're going to come back next week and talk about that. And with that little cliffhanger, let me leave you guys with a final word of encouragement until we're back together next week. When children learn to obey their parents through means of biblical discipline, they are ultimately learning to obey God. And the blessing behind that command is that it will go well for them. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3 say, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on earth. The Bible confirms that beautiful blessings come to children who keep God's commands to honor and obey their parents. So the desire to see our children experience and enjoy the promises and blessings of God is why we discipline. Thank you so much, Ginger, and thank you listeners for joining us today. If you enjoyed our show and want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. And while you're there, could you leave us a rating or a review? This is a huge help to get the word out about our podcast so that other parents can be encouraged to reach the hearts of their children. 
Do you have a parenting question? We invite you to submit it at gingerhubbard.com slash askginger, and we'll do our best to answer it in a future episode. And while you're on the website, you can find our show notes, which will include links to anything we mentioned in today's episode. While you're on gingerhubbard.com, you can find Ginger's wonderful resources that will help you get to the heart of outward behavior and address it from a biblical perspective. Not sure which resources to get? Well, today we're offering a bundle deal of all of Ginger's resources at a $25 discount. This includes her parenting books and study guides, the Wise Words for Moms chart, as well as the CD and digital download of her audio series called Reaching the Heart of Your Child. Listeners, this is a $95 value for just $70. And if you use the code parenting at gingerhubbard.com, you can get an additional 10% off this already great deal. Thank you so much for joining us today, listeners. We look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, may God bless you as you seek to reach the hearts of your children for the glory of God.